I'm Maeve Doyle and this is A Private View, a podcast series featuring interviews with key figures in the art world, the art market, artists, curators, critics, auction house experts, art dealers, gallerists, curators, and other individuals who are redefining and reshaping the world of art as we know it. On the morning of his exhibition titled Graven Images, Icons and Aspects, A Private View talks with Gavin Evans about his past as a photographer and the lenticulars in the exhibition that's about to open at Maddox Gallery. The photographer's work features Bjork, Peter Fonda, Iggy Pop, and David Bowie, to name a few. So, you're a Berlin-based photographer. You're renowned for uncompromising take on portraiture. I went by the show last night and it wasn't fully finished. As you said, there was protective film on your lenticulars. And Mm -hmm. we'll talk a bit about lenticulars in a minute. I won't make you describe them in detail. And one of the wonderful feelings the show gave me was this sense of kind of moving quickly past people and seeing them from a train or something. Good, good. In that sense. And it was very dynamic and it was very fleeting catching a fleeting glimpse of Ai Weiwei or Dusty Springfield or Iggy Pop. And I was, I was really caught by that. Almost It almost recalls memory, because as you walk by the portraits, you're like, is it? Isn't it? it Maybe. Wonderful. It's like recognizing wow, someone wonderful. as a face in a crowd. Great. Interesting. I mean, you know, I think um, part of this is that I've explored... <laughs> The, the technique of lenticular, and in this case, I've employed it so that what you have is you have three images on top of each other. Effectively, you walk past them and they reveal themselves. But what I've t- done is I've taken a line, one pixel line, and I've extracted that. And as you walk past, you never two people s- shoulder to shoulder will never see the same image because of the the refraction of these images, you know. And of course, the dynamic is really interesting, and depending on your pace as well, you know, everyone has a different experience. So, did you? Go to art school, Gavin? Mm, no, I, I, very, very briefly. What gave you the What gave you the idea that this could be a a job for people? Considering the the people around at the time were Don McCullen, Terry O'Neill, and it was a salary, really, more than a, a fine art career at the time. Well, uh, when I first started doing photography, I was a child, so there was no idea that it would be anything, you know, as, as far as a profession. It did, of course, become a vocation. Um, and that was when I was looking at, you know, the covers of uh, New Musical Express in the day and seeing that uh, these photographers were traveling the world. And I thought, hang on, this could be my passport, you know, to travel. And You wanted out. out. Here. You wanted I out. I needed out. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Do you remember the pictures that you were looking at? Who well, they were them? Anton Corbin. Really, you know, Anton Corbin in the desert, you know, and uh, Captain Beefheart. I remember thinking, wow, he's in the desert, you know, with Captain Beefheart. Great. This could be me. So when you're sitting with uh, people like Ai Weiwei or David Bowie or Iggy Pop, what is it? I mean, I know now your demeanor is very calm. You have a, a, a gentle way of being. People relax around you. You're not carrying a lot of stress or weight when you walk into a room. Okay. So I can imagine... When you sit with mm-hmm. someone you're taking a portrait of, which is quite intimate, there's an energy that you bring with it that's distinctive to your style of portraiture. That's possibly true. I mean, when I, when I pose this question, it's really the purpose of, of, of a portrait is, you know, it's, it's not to show the, the subject the matter. You know, it's about the, the photographer is the portrait. And 
And, you know, to make it more clear, is if you think of someone like Lucian Freud, who's one of the giants of portraiture, but the general public won't know who the subject of his paintings are, but they see Lucian Freud absolutely straight away. This is the impression. So with my work, with any, any artist, is first and foremost, you see the artist, and the subject is a reflection of that moment. So how did you begin taking lenticulars? I see that you worked for The Guardian, The New York Times, The Sunday Times, Rolling Stone. Uh, You've been nominated for the Grammys. You've worked with film. What was it about lenticulars that defined your art-making practice? It was just by chance with um, Sotheby's. My photographs were were, um, chosen by Sotheby's for their catalogues um, to do with the David Bowie art auction. Right, the one Um, with Beth Greenacre. uh, Exactly. And and, um, as a consequence, Hive here, they produced this um, three-flip lenticular, which I looked at and I thought, well, you know, it's interesting. I like it. It's uh, quite um, clear what it is. But I was then, it made me intrigued to explore it further, the lenticular. So this is, you know, almost two years ago now. And um, there is really no one working. There are many people use lenticular, uh, but there's, we haven't really found anyone working with lenticular. So this is an example tonight at Maddox of how a lenticular can be used, you know, especially because it's an optical form and being an artist, a photographer, then this is of great appeal. So what I'm trying to do here is um, explore that optical quality of the lenticular. And if I were to describe it in sort of different terms, I would say it's part film, part photography, part immersive art, because you participate in it, and it satisfies on so many levels. It's got an amazing potential, I think, really amazing potential. So for myself, next year or two, you know, I'm going to really explore that. I have another ideas, you know, to, to work on as well, so... So were the pictures of the subjects, like the, the Ozzy Osbourne, Gary Oldman, were they taken with lenticular in mind? No, or no, were no. they? So the first one was taken in 1986, which was Nick Cave. The last one was David Byrne for a German magazine last year. So none of them were ever with any knowledge, let alone intention, of them being for lenticular. So basically for this show, what I did was I thought, OK, well, you know, um, I'll create or curate 12 images um, of people who have, you know, made a significant cultural uh, contribution and are cultural icons. And, um, you know, so like I say, there's 12 from 86 to 2018. I'm going to go through some of them and I want you to say something uh, when I mention the people. Really? Yeah, we're going to play a game. It can be about their cultural contribution. I don't need personal. We can make this about the art world. Okay. So if I said John Galliano, what would you say? Outrageous. Fantastic. (laughs) Wonderful, yeah. If I were to say Dusty Springfield? Oh, uh, she was um, really intimate and uh, Dusty, I don't know, she was family we're going to give a silence for that. That's beautiful. Uh, Bjork. Uh, she was magic. Magical, absolutely. Ai Weiwei. Um, thoughtful. Gary Oldman. He's the greatest raconteur there is. There's no one you want to spend time with more than Gary Oldman. How much time did you spend with him? Probably about 10 hours where I should have been taking photographs and then... 15 minutes of taking photographs. It was just too interesting listening to his stories. Uh, Hilarious. Iggy Pop. 
Iggy Pop, um, he defies everything, Iggy Pop. His, his stature is enormous, yet his, he's actually quite a, a, a small guy, but his presence is incredible. Last but not least? David Bowie. David Bowie. Generous, again, very generous, very up for um, experimenting with me and playing, you know. Um, I'm very, very, very down to earth, not the star man. What year was it? 96. Did he come alone? Came with Brian Eno. <laughs> A London studio or yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah, just yeah. normal? Oh, London studio, yeah. If there was someone you haven't photographed that you'd still like to photograph, who would it be? Lee Van Cleef, but it's too late. The show opens tonight. That's Friday, the 6th of December. It runs until January the 6th. Uh, it's called Icon and Aspic. Yeah. Did you come up with the title? Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you come up with the title? Well, the Aspic, obviously, the, it's comprised of icons. Um, but the, as, the Aspic aspect is that um, all of these are encapsulated. All of these images are encapsulated through the lenticular process. So we're encaps- encapsulating them and serving them up as you would encapsulate, you know, uh, a food in Aspect. Yeah. Uh, did Indeed. we forget anything? Anything you want to tell us about the nature of photography that we haven't talked about? A oh, question I'm sure that your you're... listeners know everything about the nature of photography. No, no, they don't. They Do really they don't. No, I mean, I think, for it's instance, a... we've got yeah. the whole thing. I was at Paris Photo a few weeks ago, and and one thing that is clear is there's almost the equivalent of an old master's market starting in photography. Yeah. Touched by the hand of the yeah. artist. So mm-hmm. they, the picture was taken, the lighting was set, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. as you do. Mm-hmm. You do a different kind of photography, yeah. and, and there is a lot to talk about there. Uh, it's not, it's mm-hmm. not an iPhone with, with mm-hmm. apps that can adjust things. You have to set it up and stage it. And mm-hmm. then there's the magic of the darkroom mm-hmm. and the amount of exposure mm-hmm. and silver gelatin or C print or lenticular. Yeah, yeah. So, there's very much a, a learning for the listeners and the viewers mm. between the difference of a sea print, a silver gelatin, mm. or mm. a digital yeah. that they don't know. Sure, I mean, I, and you you are the hand of the artist in yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I do think lenticular is contemporary, um, but I think that anything else, as you're saying, ge- gelatin, uh, C type, C chromes, whatever. I mean, this is antiquities now. You know, it, 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 it's, it's a gift. It's, but it's also, you know, it's standing on 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 the shoulders of of your analog photography, and um, you know, it really everything is you know pale in comparison to um, digital now. So, yeah. So it's always. I what's wish I come into photography now with digital. Tell Absolutely. me why. Because I was restricted to twelve shots. I was restricted to five rolls of film. You know, it was uh, you know sixty pictures. I was allowed to take because color was expensive. Now I can take a thousand thousand. It doesn't matter. You know, it's nonstop. I can get to the point. You know, I've got black and white in my sh- in my, my repertoire. I wish I never had. You know, I wish it was all color. And, so uh, describe to me what it used to be like at an old shoot. An old shoot. Um, one okay, let's so, say in the eighties so when you started. So you had to be very accurate. You had to be very technical. You had to get it right. 
that's the first thing. Um, but after that, you were really left with, uh, you know, it was a one shot. And, and it was then given to the printer. And the printer could only do something, you know, globally, but not really locally on the print and change it. Now I can do, and I do, the whole process from the shoot, to all the, the post-production, everything, apart from, of course, make the lenticular. So not everyone knows what you mean when you say you had to get it right. You're taking a briefing from a client. The briefing has to be communicated properly. Yeah. You have to understand yeah. what they're looking for. Words are flawed yeah. and let people down. So getting sure. it right is such a heavy getting lifting. Right, but you had tolerances of, you know, percent, you know, 5% either way or 10% either way. And your, your photograph, it was a, if it was transparency, it was under or overexposed, you know, it was gone. You had to technically get it really right. Of course, I get it right now, and I still use those techniques of a light meter, and I now use a color meter, and, but I can review it there and then. And in the, in the past, it was you took the photographs, and no matter how technically great you were, you would still be panicking before you went to the, the, to, to the lab to see it. Because you didn't know. And they could have scratched it, and they could have got drying marks, which they did on it, and they could have got dust on it. And these days, before I even get to work on my pit, my, my analog stuff, I'm spending how long actually retouching the dust before I can start. And nowadays, of course, there's none of that. Throw your analog kit away. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's a fantastic exhibition. I had a sneak peek yesterday when they were turning on the Christmas lights, and it looks... Uh, haunting. You know when something Good. becomes part of your memory right away? can't wait that's what your work does so yeah, if you didn't get that tonight. information call maddox gallery email for information mm -hmm. where can people see you on instagram do you do instagram, instagram yes occasionally so name gavin name. evans photographer perfect and uh, otherwise come and meet the artist yeah, tonight come meet me. thank you that's i'll let you get doing. on with your day thank you thank come you, back Dave. sometime too and i'll see you tonight thank you very much You've been listening to A Private View with me, Maeve Doyle. I'm Maddox Gallery's Artistic Director. I'm also BBC Radio London art critic. I'm a curator for Paddle 8. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out the Maddox Gallery website for easy updates. Follow me on Instagram at mavedoyle.art. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>